My name is Jamie Piles. I joined Samaritan in December of 1996. We were homeschooling our kids and we were already thinking outside the world's box, if you will. And I saw a little tiny classified ad about this new kind of idea I'd never heard of before. My first reaction was, that's the kind of thing that we would do, isn't it? And so I finally called the number, talked to them, and the more I asked them questions, the more I liked their answers. We are back, and we were so tired, someone had to send us coffee. Sonia. Sonia. Sonia yes. sent us this Tennessee right. Gold or Barrel it? Aged Coffee. I mean, it smells so... Or is it Sonia? Sonia. 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 Welcome to Cross right. Politics on the Fight Left East Network. Pastor Toby Chuck Knox, I'm the Water Boy. This is your conference recap show, um, and... and I mean, if you guys weren't at the Ark Encounter, I mean, you really missed something special. Well, we're going to talk about it. It was, and that's why we're going to talk about it. There's actually a lot to talk about uh, from the conference. So uh, make sure next year's conference, I'm going to say it right now. Next year's conference, um, go to prodigalamerica.com. It's in Fort Worth. You can't miss it. Um, it you know, Isn't the topic there an ad is prodigal, prodigalamerica.com. And for a limited time, like right now, yeah. is it still like through Monday? Real? This is still real. Are we dropping the show before Monday? So this yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. makes sense oh, to yeah. say this now. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, ninety-nine dollars for for non-club members, club and, members, and, and club members, and yep. non-club members, everybody included. Uh, just limited time. Ninety-nine dollars a ticket. We I mean, pack. hundreds of people have already signed up now. We, we I mean, wanna, I think this this conference is gonna. We want to pack it out. Prodigal yeah. America. Is Where does America? Steve Dace is already committed to, to speaking. Pastor Toby's already committed to speaking. George okay. Grant is already. Hold Toby on. How do we get committed. Pastor Toby before we got Pastor Wilson? Well, actually, I mean, I haven't. We haven't doesn't gone have through, approval. We haven't gone through your ministerial session yet. So you don't actually. really know that. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, yeah. Claiming it by faith. Yeah. By he, faith. he better be there. Have you not joined the club yet? You read that. That's not a. That's not a complete sentence. It's like it doesn't make sense. An exclamation point. Every, everyone knows have what you said. Have you not joined the club yet? AI didn't write this one. It's like a, like a question mark. <laughs> like, have you not joined no, the club yet? No, exclamation point. <laughs> have you not caught the driver? <laughs> well, we have some updates. <laughs> Another no. exclamation point. We need less exclamation points. First, we're no longer calling it the Fight, Laugh, Feast Club. It's now called The Pub. Second, we've launched a new line of content focused on family entertainment. We will have our new show, This America. We we do, we do. have we do. our show, This America. We also, do we have um, the Rowdy Christian Guides up yet? We have one. We yeah. have one up? Yep. Carter says, um, what's it on? Texas, Texas style, style. Who did that guy? Brisket. This guy. Probably yeah. someone in this and room. And let me tell you, if who you likes can te- Texas style brisket. <laughs> and this is very encouraging because if Gabe can do this, yeah. hey, no, for real. Yeah, anybody can. For real. You should be making this every um, week. So yeah. you can find that on um, the app Pub TV and if you're a member of the pub, then you have access to all the yeah. pub mm-hmm. content. In the old days, uh, the public house yes. was was the center of of uh, of basically media, a yeah. center of yeah. news and entertainment. And so we want um, uh, the Fight Laugh Feast Pub to be uh, your new uh, center for uh, news and entertainment and <laughs> learning and all the rest. Additionally, we have uh, we're, we we uh, we stream our conferences. Um, so if you were on there uh, uh, while we were doing the Ark Encounter last week, yep. um, those talks were like I call it nearly live streamed. They nearly. were just, they nearly. Were just, they were just yeah. flipped right over That's as soon right. as they were finished, and they were right there available. Of course, all our past conference talks um, are all bundled within a brand new polished Fight Laugh Feast app called it is nice. Pub TV. Um, it's it's really sweet. It's a it's a it, it's slick. So sign up. 
today. If you're not already a pub member, join today. Head over to FightLaughFeast.com. Join the pub. That's FightLaughFeast.com. And support CrossPolitik yeah. so we can keep doing what we're doing. Please. So, you know, let me just encourage you right now. If you weren't at the conference, um, just just come in this show with a thankful heart. Like, don't be envious. <laughs> right. Good. Don't, good. You know, I right, like the right. way you're doing that. Yeah. yeah. Um, don't be jealous. Don't be jealous. D- don't I mean, be covetous. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's, good. that's really just, good. Just, just think to yourself, I'm going to go to Dallas, Texas next yeah. year. Yeah. And I'm not going to miss another one. And, yeah. and we have it available for you right now. Those who weren't able to make right, it on the inside of the Pub TV app. Right. So, so we all traveled to the Ark, yes. the Ark Encounter. Right. And, and the Ark Encounter was just- With a, our families. A, with our families. It was, a, it was an incredible experience. Yeah. Loved it. Loved the uh, event center. Um, there's about, uh, the last numbers I saw, was about 1,300 of us there. Um, so we kind of dominated wow. the Ark a little yeah, bit. Um, right. And and more signups always happen at the door, so at least at least <laughs> the arc is like now we yep. understand why Noah only had eight of them. <laughs> uh, but that's and, a lot of animals. <laughs> and when you come to the arc, like you you get in this bus and you you drive down, uh, you like know, under the bridge. Park. It's like going to Jurassic Park. It's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. You get off, you go to the event center or to the to the nice um, storefront they have, and then the event center behind it. Yeah. And uh, and then they have a rainbow that you got to walk through to yeah, to go to yeah. the arc. The rainbow just, arch. Just a very cool experience. Experience and um, and then they have like you know their own food on site on yeah, you know Chick Fil A they set up Chick Fil A yeah. there for us yeah. and I never got a Chick Fil A they have ice cream an outdoor park you got petting, that live on the show ice cream a, a petting, right. I did get ice cream live on yeah. the show yeah. that's that's nice my my kids did um, the camel rides oh, oh did, did they? they did you do a camel ride uh uh-uh. uh nope all right that was a fail. Wow. No, no, it, exa- it went exactly how I expected. <laughs> the, kid, the kids yeah. did the, yeah. the camel rides. It was it was a success. That's fun. Uh, so yeah, we, we have a video about this. The cam- do we have video of the camel rides? No, I mean of like the of the conference. Yeah, let's 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 show. Uh, this is uh, page fifty. Who's yeah. our uh, marketing corporate partner here? Yeah, uh, they did, uh, They did a highlight video. of The whole conference really cool. Wrestling. Kyle's always wrestling. years fight laugh feast conferences have been gathering thousands of people to worship god to celebrate his goodness to hear from his word in communities in churches and working together in businesses to turn back the tide in this land where we are beginning to build again in the ruins christendom 
And in so doing, begin to build a new Christian culture. We'd love to have you join us at the Fight, Laugh, Feast conference. There's the proposal. So good. That was, that was how, right, that's, yeah, that's how we closed out the. Uh, Gotta make you tear up a little bit. Leaking? Make you tear up a little bit. <laughs> Did my eyes leak? No, for real. I didn't see that video that, differently. That, that was that after party at the View, yeah. and yeah. Uh, and yeah, man, it was uh, it was everybody's just still partying, and you were yeah. like, we got to get people. We got to close it out. We're gonna sing. We're yeah. gonna sing. Yeah. That's how we close it out. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I think it so, was a proposal the, that kind of got me. Yeah, the proposal. Like, that's awesome. that, that wow. was sweet. In that front was sweet. of the ark. Yeah, in front of the ark. The rainbow in the background. The water behind them. Yeah. So Sam calls me. Um, a couple days before the conference, like, dude, I'm gonna propose. Yeah, where where, where can I propose? Yeah, and and I, <laughs> and, and I was like, dude, there's a great spot. Yeah. There's a great spot um, before uh, the pond in front of the ark. And I right. said, you do it at night when they like it's right right, right at dusk when it's all lit up. Yeah. And Sam's like, I said, you you'll go. So Sam went. He did advancement on it, yeah. <laughs> and he went on I think Wednesday or whatever and checked it all out. Spied it out. He hit me up out. like we were at the dinner. He's like, hey, you gotta get back here because they were watching our kids for us. She's not gonna leave unless y'all come back. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm on it. I'm, <laughs> I'm on, on it. it. He's like, yeah. we got some important things. Like, I, got, I, I got to hook a brother up. I threw over my shoulder. And I ran out the ark. <laughs> so so a couple things. First of all, the ark encounter staff was uh, the best staff we've ever oh my worked goodness. with. Amazing. Their staff was fantastic. Um, if you want to do a conference. Check them out. You have to. Conferences never go as planned. There's always adjustments throughout, and their staff was was very they're like, helpful. They're like the Chick Fil A of conference staff. For real. And, and let me prove for real. that. So right. they're just Chick-fil-A. really just for real. I mean, Arkansas. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we should take that and make that uh, so Bobby, friend of mine there, his wife had very special needs for food. Okay. Um, and so they called ahead of time. Yeah. And they have this huge, I think it's like one of the largest uh, buffets in North America. That's right. Yeah, it's like, it'll so do like 1,700 people. They, they, yeah. they, it's huge. So they just do things and yeah. let people choose. But they called ahead of time and the chef, the main chef there, called back the main chef and said, what are the issues? Okay, got it. And they told her when she got there that he would have his assistant take care of her. So when you show up, Man. Come here to the front, ask for my Man. assistant. The assistant would come and they made her very special wow. meals for her situation. Wow. And Man. I mean, just. But it, was, but it was like that everywhere. But they did that. Yeah. That was the thing. It was just, yeah. they, everything was yeah. like that. The back end, the staff. I mean, I mean, there's, there's, so there's a whole conference center and then there's the arc yeah. encounter and then there's the restaurants around it. But like the, the staff, you know, were. Was second to none. They were excellent, yeah. professional. Very good at what they did and personable, which and, is and right. grateful to us. They like they were grateful to yeah, us. I'm yeah. like, we're paying you guys. <laughs> and we're grateful for y'all. Yeah, yeah. it was it was yeah. excellent. And it was yeah, a so sh- shout out to, to everybody yeah. uh, there. Second of all, um, there's a couple things in that video. Rewatching it, 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 it just strikes me. Uh, first of all, have an engagement at your conference. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
people getting hooked up at you know at our it's conference. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, that's, if you're single, get married. If you're married, have kids. Yeah. Have, have kids. kids. Go yeah. baptize. That's right. You yeah. know. Yeah. 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 Go baptize your kids if you have children. And then we had a singles event, and people meet each other there, yeah. and just. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I just like that whole that whole idea. Oh, yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, we don't advertise a single event before because we don't want the wrong dude showing up. I mean, there's our dudes are already awkward enough trying to meet women, and so we. As Gabe said, a lot during the conference. Yeah. Yes, he did. Guys, please try not to be awkward. Yeah. Yep. I don't know if the exhortation really helped, but <laughs> and, Anyways. And, and then the other thing about like who does like drinking at the conference? I mean, it, people might think one this of the is conference a, I know if that does it. This is, people might think this is actually kind of a silly deal, or you know, you have alcohol. Some might even question the wisdom of it, right? Um, you know, cigars and, and after parties and, and stuff like that. But I I, I genuinely think um, first of all, there's a there can be a theological problem. People maybe. That needed to sort through, but I think the bigger issue is like we're we as the church are scared of alcohol. Yeah, we're scared of either the perception of what it means to you know being around it, right. or or we're scared of the potency of what alcohol is. Right? Yeah, and and so that's why I think the church is just just like let's not even have it at our church gatherings. Right. Let's not have it at our Christian conferences. Right. And this and this is why we can't have nice things. No, hundred percent. Because there's <laughs> because I, and there was some guys actually at the after party. Um, I, I didn't stick around for the conversation, but I was walking away as they asked the question, why beer in Psalms? Mm-hmm. And I said, because beer is dangerous. Yeah. Like the gospel. Like the gospel, like that's the right. Psalms. Yeah. yeah. And um, and it is. The and, Bible and, says it's dangerous. And that's why wine's in the Lord's Supper. Well, people right. don't believe that God made a world that was dangerous. Right. And right. so they, they have creation right. issues right. Right. from the beginning of their theology. Right. Well, then, then God the raises up Hamas. Oh, okay. Well, Whoa. that that's a bomb we need to get to later. Whoa. A literal bomb. I'm, I mean, like a terrorist I'm, bomb. I'm just, I mean. I'm just saying, like the world is dangerous. Yeah, right. And so, what are you gonna what are you gonna fight that with? Yeah, yeah. But and, oh, there's some. Okay, I'm, I'm wait till yeah, we get yeah, to the yeah, clips. We'll get there. And and so I think I actually think given our current circumstances with the church and Christians, I think um, drinking alcohol at a conference like this is 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 important. Right. Now, of course. Like we say, you can do it all foolishly and all, right. you know, this, there's we all sorts of scriptural warnings. We don't want it. this to be a frat party. This is not a frat party, but it it is, I, I think, a way of helping Christians sort through where they're weak in their faith and where they're weak in their courage. Right. Because right now it kind of takes a little courage even to drink alcohol in public. Right. It does. It really yeah. does. You know, I give, I actually, and then market it that yeah, way. Right. Yeah. Well, I, I, I really disagree with you. I hope that no other conferences do this. Well, they won't. They won't because <laughs> I kind of like having the market corner, to be honest with you. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you straight up. Like, okay, was, where can I go? This is. They won't do it because they're too concerned about their own image. Well, well I, think, and brand. I think that's part of Which it. Which is why we're losing. But, but, but there's also another side of it that they haven't figured out how to deal with the weaker brother yet either. And yeah. that's, but that yeah. takes courage. That's the right. other side of it. Yeah. But there's also something else too. We are so concerned. It was really interesting. Uh, Cross Poly- the, the whole Fight Left Feast conference was dominated by families. Yes. And man. Hundreds of kids. Men and families. Men and, and families. And, and, and yeah. what was interesting is like most of the time right now in the world, the spaces for men are not allowed. They're not, they don't allow spaces for men. Yeah. They're just not allowed. And so yeah. we're trying to create spaces for men. The problem mm-hmm. is those spaces that we're creating for men don't actually bring their family along right. with them. Right. And whatever happens in that environment for men, their families can't really participate in. Right. Right. Well, and, and what's happening that I'm seeing is we had a lot of men in a, in a family environment that was very much a masculine environment where families were allowed to be there yeah, too. Right, right, yeah. And when you do things like this, then you teach your kids, hey, this the, the reason I started to teach my family about alcohol because I knew somebody else was going to. 
Hmm? Yeah, if you did, and, right. and I wanted the, my kids right. to understand that God right. has blessed us with this. This is how right. we use it. This is how we use it to His glory. Right. And then it opened up for me. It was like, what else am I failing to teach my kids about right. God's world right. that <laughs> I'm going to let somebody else teach them about because I'm not mm-hmm. handling these dangerous things well? And, right. and the right. back of the conference was like this this encampment of children's pack and plays. I love that. And, it was glorious. And strollers and all. Yeah. all like there's like this whole the like bouncy camp. castle was on le, so legit this year. Yeah. That that was uh, it was one. amusing. It was, it was an 80 one. footer. I, I I went all big on that one. Yeah, that 80 was footer. A, that was at the Psalm sing. And, and it was great seeing like like moms and dads, um, particularly dads. I mean, I, I, yeah. AD Robles was uh, we were sitting in his section and he's just had three of his boys all over his arms taking them in and out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. shuffling around. But, but that's how you do it. That's what know? it was like on the ark. <laughs> with with dogs with, with dogs <laughs> and squirrels yeah. um you said you had a story to tell us that's the one, I, with, with the one with the food that the was one it with the food, the food. Oh, yeah that was a highlight yeah. of, it was a perfect yeah. example yeah. of like that was good all these thousands of people yeah. there yeah. Right. and they just per, give personal, personal care because you, like, you know point. because if you're treating everybody like this then you're always concerned about yeah. everyone yeah. that's good right so anyway so let's get into the talks we start off our conference with the pre-business conference which by the way um uh, I think we made a mistake. What? I don't think it should have been just a pre-business. I think that thing should have been a part of the whole conference. Well, we well, should just our conference. Our conference started from here to here. Yeah, yeah. There's no. It is. No. It was so good. The, yeah. It was so the business good. makers conference, and we're doing a business makers co- uh, podcast that you can go sign up on our business maker podcast. I need to create a link for that. Um, actually, I think you can. You go to businessmakers dot uh, network. Businessmakers dot networking. You can sign up on the podcast to, to have really? your business I'm be gonna, interviewed. Check it right and, now. Yeah, check it. Make sure. Business make sure. Make sure the link is there. Makers business makers network. Dot uh, but we start off with our business makers pre conference, and we had three speakers, and then we do a a, a roundtable or, yeah. or cross politics. Basically, does a panel discussion with the speakers. And there um, you can you can sign up right now. There you it's go. True. Good. Yeah. Businessmakers dot network. Yeah, sign your business up there, and we'll be interviewing you. We're going to be scheduling out interviews for the business makers po- conference. So you had uh, you had Candom Spiller. From Maddox. From Maddox. And yep. just quickly, his whole thing was really good. Sometimes we are, especially right now after COVID, we are really trying to um, recede to find places to fight from. But sometimes in, in leaving uh, larger cities or leave, leaving larger companies, we go to a small environment as a retreat, not as a form to fight. Right. And he was really getting at that so that yeah. people thought about big business as yeah. a way to be a big to blessing. Fight. That's right. Um, and, and, yeah. and, and what that looks like, and he's talked a little bit, because we're not going to play, but talked to, you got to go back and listen to it. But he talked about how he's able to do this 4th of July event where 5,000 more people come out to that right. is a little small conservative place that nobody was doing this event. Yeah. Yeah. Think about all the souls you get to reach because a business yeah. decides to take this on. There's a, there's a good, um, there's been a good recovery, I think, and a growth resurgence of the notion of sort of family-centered businesses, family-run businesses, home-centered businesses. And there's a place for that. There will always be a place for that. And he affirmed that. But he said... We should not be afraid of growing bigger. That's yeah. right. And and some Christians really need to grow bigger, mm-hmm. and they need to grow into the, to corporations. Yeah. yeah. And they need to have. Um, and so, I, and I, I think that's really really helpful. Yeah. And I, I think there's a number of application points. But let's keep this going. So so good. But yeah. and then so you have Gibson Go as well. Yeah. You have Heather Wilson and you have Jacob, Jacob Wells. Wells. Yep. Yep. Now there's so many great things to take away from them. But yep. I took away this idea of the way to grow your business. And they weren't trying to tell you how to grow your business. I don't think necessarily yeah, yeah. just telling their story is find the trouble, get in it and solve the problem. Yeah. And because they had built Gibson go more like a battleship instead of a cruise ship, yeah. they were able to sell into the middle of the Kyle Rittenhouse mess. Right. 
not be able, not can take some fire. And they were just doing their. And they thing. were just doing their thing, right? Yeah. Exactly. Well, and then God just blessed them, and whoosh, the thing yeah. exploded. Right. And they just have continued to grow, and now they have a lawsuit. They have a three hundred million dollar lawsuit in Canada against them for helping fund or the trying truckers. or trying. They didn't. No money was to trying to help the trucker convoy right. in Canada, and yeah. they're covering the cost for this. And they're covering right? the cost for all Come the people on, involved man. too. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a Christian business. But, but, and that's how you. But that's we don't want to grow because we don't want to deal with the fight. Deal with the fight, and you grow. Right. That was really good. And then we had. David Bonson. Oh David my Bonson. goodness! I, I just, dude, I cannot wait for his book to come out. We've already, yeah. we've already interviewed him a little bit on his book on our live show. If you haven't caught the live hard, show, hard work, work hard. Uh, uh, oh man, hard I, work. I, I don't know. You just messed up the title for me. Yeah, I know you, you messed it all Here's, up. You shouldn't have said anything. Yeah. <laughs> work, work. Yeah, I do know that. So his, if you haven't caught, hang on. They, if you haven't caught that live show with Dave Bonson, you can find it in the app. We did it with him about three weeks ago. Yes, really. I mean, like it is probably one of the most important topics we've hit on this year. Um, about work, about taking, uh, you know, the chief and a man is to work. Well, that's uh, so the, that's so. what he was talking about here yeah. at this conference was the purpose of man is yeah. to work, right? That's the intended. That's the purpose of life mm-hmm. to work. And I thought that was great. And full he made, time. Well, full time. Yeah, that's, that's what right. it's called. Um, and but so I went, we actually had the, the panel discussion. One of the questions I wanted to ask him was, well, how does that pair with the Westminster Confession of Faith, the chief end of man? Yeah. The other question I had, David, kind of was more focused at you, too, when you were talking about that. What was it? I want to make sure I got it right. Uh, the meaning of life, um, the, the, the purpose of being uh, purpose of life is work. That's what it was. I wonder how that squared with the Westminster Confession of Faith, the chief in demand is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. How do those two square together? Well, they don't contradict. Let's make that clear first. I think that... Um, as is often the case, the way the, the Westminster Divines wrote it is more beautiful than the way I wrote it. But I think they're saying, <laughs> I think they're saying the same thing. The chief end of man is to enjoy God, glorify him forever. And what does that mean? And, and again, let's not, let's take it out of the divine majesty the glory of the way that this was written in 1619 and just take it to the 21st century. And when someone says you need to live for Jesus, <clears throat> what does it mean? Mm. I have yet to see someone be able to unpack the full majesty of these various platitudes without getting into work. And even when someone so says my goal in life is not to be the best of my job, it's to raise my kids. And I go to raise your kids to do what? Mm. To raise their kids, to, to raise their kids to do what? <laughs> to do, to raise, to, is this really where you're just sort of on this pyramid scheme of parenting? <laughs> That's the purpose of life? <laughs> At some point, someone hopefully is one of these truly special godly parents also wants to raise their kids to be a great worker. That's right. That's good. That's, when David gets so a sarcastic good. voice, it kind of is like, oh, I don't want to be on the other side. You're about to get slapped. But there's so much, I think, you know, I think um, Joe Rigney kind of chiasms this later. We talk about it. But I, I'm still meditating hardcore on the idea of work. Inside of work is the concept of, what should I say, creation mandate, which is what we're talking about here in the six days of creation, right. which is to protect creation, to glorify creation. Right. And when you have that and you look at it, Christ didn't come and undo those things. Right. He came and restored man to do those things. Right. Which gives man a form of attention, particularly to what happens on planet Earth. Right. Right. (laughs) Do you understand what I'm saying? So then there is no escape. You don't get to escape this. This falls right in line with with the eschatology. 
And, and, and I'm going to say this, a lot of people aren't going to like it, but that just means post-millennialism is built into the system of, of, of creation. Yeah, right. Because if you have to work it, it doesn't stay the same. It has to get it better. It has to That's go right. from glory to glory. It progresses. It has right. a telios. Yeah. And, and so one sense, I'm getting tired of arguing with people about post-millennialism. I'm just going to tell them, go get to work and make something amazing. Yeah. They're like, well, I'm not doing that. Well, now you can get kicked out of the Christian faith. Right. right. I'm not going to do that because at this right. point you're like, oh, I'm not going to honor God. Well, yeah. you're going to be under church discipline. A man who doesn't love his wife, like Christ loves the church. Yeah. Making her more glorious. Oh, Ephesians five. Loving her so well that yeah. there are less and less spots and wrinkles. That's right. In her. Yeah. You know what? You need that's, to. No. That, that's just post mill yeah. marriage. Yeah. Well, and God said, yeah. God said in the garden, he didn't you say dying? your chief in a man is to glorify me. He said in the garden, no, go take dominion, you know, take care of the garden. You know, have babies. <laughs> you know, that's what he didn't say. Your chief and a man is glorify me. We made, we made that to summarize scripture, right. which is great. It's a great summary. That is how we but glorify that, exactly. But but yeah, we, uh, we, we but he gave us the job first. When we say the chief and a man is glorify God, it doesn't mean that we just think about it. Good thoughts in our head to God. It's not Gnostic. That's yeah, right. that's right. Really, that's right. But Pastor, I, I I don't know if you should be allowed to talk anymore after what you did to us at the conference. So Satan had his ears closed during this message. How many? Modern, angry atheists and LGBT activists grew up in evangelical families, churches, and Christian schools. Too many. Mm. How many creationist homes are functionally Darwinian and theistic evolutionary homes? Yeah, the ones that teach six-day creation, the ones that drag their kids to the creation museum and the ark encounter, maybe every year, who use the Bob Jones curriculum and, and they go over all the fossil data and they watch Riot in the dance and they do all the things. But how many of those homes are full of bitterness? Critical spirits grudges, and unconfessed sin. And then how many of those same homes cover it all over in a false veneer of niceness, especially at church, especially when people come over from church for dinner, especially when we're out in public at a Christian conference. The kids are watching and they see it. What's wrong with you people? Uh, I was I was backstage. I think at this part, this <laughs> clip doesn't. Uh, yeah, I'll let you talk about that. <laughs> this clip doesn't do that sermon justice. Yeah, yeah. or talk, whatever you want to call it, yeah. because it's the turn that hurts. So you spent your time getting us all in on what's the guy's name again? Uh, Francis Collins. Francis Collins, where, you, where he is grafting off baby parts onto skulls of. Of, of rats, rats and rodents, rats. and you're just talking how cruel, how cruel um, this Darwinian evolutionistic mindset is in practicality, right? How it functions. Right. It's wicked. It's cruel. Right. And then the turn was because yeah, everybody's saying amen. Yeah. Yeah, amen. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, Francis calling. Yeah, yeah, down with him. All right, kids, you listen to Pastor <laughs> Toby. He's preaching. Yeah. He's preaching. Yeah. And then you said, right, but then you practice the same reality, even though you say with your mouths you're a six day creationist. And that's when right. I told my kids, close your ears. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Close your ears. Don't want this. You're about to hear about daddy. I was like, Pastor, my kids are here. <laughs> my They're kids listening. Are listening. And it was one of those. And this is why we do this. Every When we start off the conference, 
the conference always is a point of repentance. We want to start yeah. off the conference with a talk on repentance because right. as much as we're talking about fighting and laughing and feasting, you don't get the glory of God without repenting of That's your right. sins mm-hmm. That's right. and repenting all the way down. And we're fine repenting on the general stuff, mm-hmm. but we don't want to repent on the specific things. Mm-hmm. And so like people come to have a good time, but y'all, you're not going to have that good time. You're going to have the blessings of God if you don't see yourself before God honestly. Right. And that's why I always like these talks. It's always, these are probably my favorite talks of the whole conference is because we come there and we get the sin off. Mm-hmm. We get the dirt off and we get to get clean. And then the fellowship's sweeter afterwards. And then I feel like I can go back and work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I was, it was, it was a, it was wonderful pastor. And thank yeah. you for that. There yeah. was um, particularly encouraging when I had um, several people, Multiple people come up to me and, and say, want to stone you. Well, no, no, they, um, you wanted to stone me. But, yes. Um, no, they said. Um, one dad said, um, "I um, I had a really good conversation with my kids in the car right after the talk, yeah. and I made some things right." Yeah. Somebody else said that they, oh, that he and his God. wife had to call some grown kids, and they they called oh. they called them that night or the next morning. Stop. And made some things right with some grown kids. There was like wow. three or four people. That's who, the spirit of God, right who there. Who said, "I thank you. I I already put it into practice because mm-hmm. that, that was the thing that I I yeah. wanted them to do. Because the thing the the thing that makes us different, creationist homes and theistic evolutionary homes. The difference is the theistic evolutionary homes. No matter what you're trying to say, if you don't actually deal with sin, you're pretending like you can grow." healthy homes and yeah. real fellowship without dealing with the sin. That's right. That's right. But in a, in a creationist mm. home, we have the power of new creation. Come on That's now. Right. But that only comes through the blood of Jesus. That's right. If we confess our sins, um, he is faithful and just to forgive us. And right. so that was the charge was to, so deal mm. with the sin. The blood of Christ mm. is there. Deal with the sin, um, be made new. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so you actually get back into fellowship, actually walk in the light um, and that light, it turns out, it's the same light that God spoke Ooh, that's on really the first good. day of Come creation. Now. And I was, I was actually backstage as you're fin- wrapping up because I was getting ready to come on, um, make some announcements and all that stuff. And and usually I come on and introduce our, our music guy and and like I mean like dude you 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 hit me man it was I was I was like me and me and Chris Wang were back there like tearing up. And I was like Mark you got to go on man I didn't even go out there I just pushed him out on stage. <laughs> it reminds yeah. Like, I was like, you got to go on, and and uh, you know, but and, you know, uh, is it Calvin who says every everyone's got a little idol manufacturing uh, facility in your heart? Yeah, and I think uh, you were hitting on kind of like the atheism, Darwinian athe- atheism in your home, and and in some sense, you can kind of say everyone's got a little atheist in your heart um, because when we sin, we're denying God. That's what we're doing. Yeah, um, and then when you double down on it and don't oof, deal with right. it. You're double downing on your atheism. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, right. you're denying God even deeper. Right. Uh, and just thinking of like like the critical spirit and and um, you know um, me and my wife are you know very type A people and and with each other and how we handle our kids and how we challenge right. our kids. We're very challenging with our kids. You need to mature and grow up. And just thinking about you know uh, that that aspect of like a critical spirit and what that means in your, in your home. I told the story um, in my talk, but yeah. I, I had already written the talk. So it was already there. And like my first morning I was there, I was actually right after we went early and got the rental cars and pulled back up into the hotel. And I was, I was sitting there, I don't know, figuring out what we were doing next. And when we were going down the, I think waiting for Sharon to show up, but <laughs> that's what it was. That's okay. This mom hauls this like seven or eight year old boy out of the hotel and, and just puts him in a corner and then just starts screaming at him. Wow. And it was right in front of him. Like, I mean, I was in the car, but I was yeah. like, you know, I was like, do I yeah. need to get out? And 
and, and, and then she's done and she's like hauled him back in and, yeah. and i just thought to myself wow that's exactly like that, that's the kind of th- that's what i'm yeah. talking about yeah it's like here you are in the shadow of the ark yeah 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 <laughs> and the only thing this kid's gonna remember is, is that getting is that, screamed yeah. at by his mom are you done and oh, stop now and of course of course you know he's an eight-year-old boy no doubt he needed correction no yeah. doubt he right. n- needed spankings whatever yeah. like he needed discipline we're all in on christian discipline yeah but um christian discipline is not losing your temper yeah christian discipline right. is not screaming at your kid right. and, and you, like you you're you can make parents routinely make far bigger messes than by, what your kid by, just made. By their response, yeah, by your right. response to your kid's sin. That's right. Your kid's sin needs to be dealt with, but it needs to be dealt with biblically, mm-hmm. not by you just screaming louder than they screamed right. or throwing things more than they threw things. That's right. right. That's, yeah. It goes so, to that. And so Ken Ham was it. No, 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 yeah. I was going to say, because okay. we don't have a whole lot of time. Let's so go I'm going to recommend go. people okay. go listen to Ken Ham's talk. You, you log into the app, it listen to Ken Ham. Ken Ham's talk was actually maddening. Because he went oh, through all oh, these yeah. clips of William Lane Craig yeah. saying, basically saying Christians are stupid for believing in six day Christian. Right. You're embarrassing other Christians right. by believing in six day right. Christian. Right. Go watch Ken Ham's talk. If yeah. there's some sanctification needs to happen inside of Christendom, we need to make sure those guys are under some sort of church discipline. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean, that, that's pretty bad. Yeah. Like, because you know, um, it, oh, I'm just saying this real quickly. One of the things you don't do is discourage your brother's hearts, right? Like that, you don't do that. That's right. a sin, right? right? And when you have people of God who are trying to believe and hold onto the Bible, right. is what it says, and somebody comes and discredits the scripture itself, right. that's right. that is, you, you're going to get a fight from me, yeah. right? And that's really bad. Yeah. So, but, okay, did you want to, so let's. No, turn, turn to Doug. Turn to Doug. So, There's a lot we got to say about this. Yeah, uh, let's just play the clip. Yeah. People will say, um, attacking conservative Christian involvement in politics or attacking Christian nationalism, they will say, well, we want separation of church and state. I want separation of church and state also. I want separation of church and state because that is a Christian doctrine. Amen. We are the ones who we are the ones who invented that we we're the ones that's our baby. You can't accuse me of being an enemy of the separation church and state when I'm in a long tradition of reformed thinkers who have insisted on a distinction between the civil magistrate and the church and church government. But this is a very different issue, completely different issue than the separation of morality and state. Who People will say, well, we, we can't blur church and state. I'd say, great, let's not blur church and state. How about we... Um, keep morality within our governance? Do you believe in separation of morality and state? If they say no, then you say, welcome to Christian nationalism. If if they say uh, yes, I believe in an absolute separation of morality and state, then I would say, welcome to Hamas. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, God. So I, I introduced... He hit me I, in that one. I, I brought Doug on the stage I, I, and I... I inter- yeah, go ahead. You can, yeah, okay. no, I'm sorry, you were talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and I introduced Doug on stage as like, we're, we're, um, Fisher price, uh, like, you know, you know, people who want to want to know where we get our worldview from or who's been kind of our disciple in, in this world. And, and, you know, Doug, I said, we're Fisher price compared to Doug and Doug said, well, he gets on stage. He's like, I'm, I guess I'm going to tell then. You know, I'm a, I'm a, and I started thinking about it. I was like, it's probably a better analogy is like, we're toy story and Doug's Rambo. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I was thinking of like you know we're Dollar General, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever it is. But Doug, like um, uh, the whole Christian national debate, I think has been a great debate, and it needs to happen because basically we're arguing over what is Where's the, the lordship of Christ. Where has there been a debate? Well, I mean, there's tweet 
tweets back and there's no debate really but there's a lot of people saying a lot of things on Twitter well, some of us are having a good conversation yeah, we, we, yeah I think, and it's a good conversation because we're arguing basically over what does the lordship of Jesus look like yeah. in our lives and here on earth that in, in the that, public square in the public square yeah and that conversation hadn't been happening until you know um I would say Doug has been one of the guys who's resurrected that conversation but then Stephen Wolf's book really kind of lit everything that conversation on fire. has been going on for a very long time in America yeah but it died down no, it's just what happened was because of COVID, it became it, it became something that people had to go dig back up. Like, oh yeah, we were talking about this years ago. Yeah, yeah. David, uh, uh, Greg Bonson has yeah. been having this conversation, yeah. Yeah. but they kicked him out of the seminaries for it because they yeah, don't talk about that but anymore. That's, but that's what I think Gabe's getting at is that there's been I mean there have been people trying to talk about it, but I think for the last hundred years there's been a lot of Christians who basically said uh, no. Um, it, it doesn't apply in various ways. Yeah. yeah. So you know, and after the conference. Uh, I saw a tweet by Owen Strand, and I was like, all right, I'm done. Let's just figure out how to have this conversation let's in person. Conversation. Yeah, let's have the conversation. So I invited Owen to come on and talk with us, to have uh, Joel Webbin there, to have uh, Stephen, Stephen there. Wolf there. Yeah. Um, and then I, and as I was thinking about it, I did another tweet where I was like, you know, nobody's really brought founders in this conversation. Tom at all. Askell. They had a pre-conference yeah, on. They talked Vody about it. Vody talked about it. has got a clip with uh, Ali Beth Stuckey on saying, I'm a Christian nationalist. Hmm. What, what kind of nationalism do you want? Do you want uh, secular nationalism or do yeah. you want Christian nationalism? Yeah. And then he clarifies it even more. And the founders did a really good job uh, yeah. with that on their uh, conference earlier this year. But there was nobody from founders represented at all on the stage. They had six guys with James White. Wait, wait, who's this? This was uh, G3. So G3 did their uh, pre-conference yeah. on Christian nationalism. It was six on one, and basically. In James White, it was six on one, six guys and James White. Now, it should have been 12 on one, but he was being nice, okay? Um, <laughs> but one of the things that was interesting is everybody came back to me and said, how, how dare you invite Owen to all those guys? And Three on him? one or four and on one. And I was thinking, James just did it on your platform. On and James works for Owen. Yeah. So, like, I don't understand why this would be unfair. Like, tell me the setup. I'll, yeah, yeah. I'll do whatever yeah, you we'll want. Yeah, we'll do whatever configuration. Just, just come on. And so yeah. when I was there at the G3 conference, and when I was there, I didn't listen to Owen's talk. Yeah. I, I couldn't. I, I yeah. just couldn't because yeah. um, I couldn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah. and so. So he tweets out his talk. So the, yeah. t- the talk goes live yesterday. I was like, okay, let me listen to it. Yeah. And so this is the part that I think is really important that everybody needs to pay attention to. There's, I think Wolf and a lot of the Christian Nationals guys have done a great job of answering the first 30 minutes of Owen's talk. And I think Owen, if he actually talked to him and they talked through terms, I think that would be really, really good because I think Owen is getting a lot of the terms wrong. He's not having the same yeah, conversation. He called, he called Stephen Wolf's book, uh, Case for Christian Nationalism, a vision for Kenneth, a Kenneth's vision. Yeah. And that absolutely is not but true at all. But you know I what? Mean, anybody who's like reading Stephen and understanding his definitions and terminology, it, it's yeah. it's not hard. It's not difficult. And for someone who's supposed to be as intelligent as Owen and he misses that, well, that's what I'm bad. That's why I think they need to talk to each other because they need to pull down that video from G3. Gabe's Gabe's all he's all hot about it. I'm like, no, I actually wanted to stay up, and this is the very, very reason I wanted to stay up. I recognize that Caesar is supposed to have rendered to Caesar what is Caesar's. There is, in some form, a neutral to era. I recognize that Caesar is supposed to have rendered to Caesar what is Caesar's. There is, in some form, a neutral space created by the Lord of the church, Jesus Christ, who knows about his own divine authority, I assure you. Religious liberty is a tremendous blessing. 
I believe in democracy, not a dictatorship. I believe in free speech, not speech codes, whether totally pagan or Christian speech codes. I believe in the Constitution, much as its authority has definitely been weakened and maligned. I believe in the Constitution. If Peter could tell the church to honor the emperor despite all that Nero had wickedly done, I don't think we are beyond the bounds of our own republic, our own established authority. I believe in a multi-ethnic state, not a mono-ethnic one. And I believe in a multi-ethnic church as God builds it, not as we build it, not as the diversity experts say to build it in the DEI industry, as God builds it. So he, he says, um, Jesus created a neutral space. Where's that in the Bible? He said, when he says, the earth is Lord give, and give unto Caesar. Jesus is Caesar? King of Kings, Lord of Lords. Like, where's this? Where, show, me, show me the scriptures okay. where Jesus created a neutral space. Render under Caesar that is Caesar. That's his argument. No, Jesus is King over Caesar. Yeah, you, you, there's a clip out there, and I might have to find it. Where Vody says, "So if Caesar wants me to throw my baby off the cliff, I got to render under Caesar what Caesar's." Well, and yeah, he, he would say, "Well, there's also a part where you have to render under God, which is God's, and that's part of the argument, right? right? Like, but, well, then you're saying but, Jesus but, is Lord." My, my my issue with this whole clip, I haven't watched the whole sh- the whole talk, so this is just me talking to the clip. But my issue is um, failure to define any of these terms. Um, that's the issue is if, if we're going to go, I mean, this is a big conversation. And if you want to be really helpful and not just give sound bites um, to people and, and turn this into just sort of more political mudslinging yeah. and partisanship, I'm on this team, I'm on that team. If right. you actually want to help people, Christians think, which is what we need to do. We need Christians who are thinking, Christians that are studying their Bible and, and coming to honest convictions about what God's word says. We've got to define these terms. And um, so it's so like religious liberty. Yeah. Religious liberty. Um, what do you mean by a neutral space? Um, what do you mean by, um, it, you know, he says it's this in some sense, neutral space because Caesar rendered to Caesar to Caesar's because this is what the Lord of the church says. Um, so I, but the it's a vast po- misunderstanding the, of the verse anyways, but, but, but the, pr- the problem is just like, but you have not actually defined any of the terms carefully. And there's a way in which I think that's, that would be awful. And there's a way in which I can kind of see through a muddled way, like, well, there's a sense in which I, yes, there are different governments, like, like, Doug like was Doug saying. was saying a minute ago. And so there is a, a civil government that Jesus is Lord over, mm-hmm. but then, but you haven't answered the question. What does that mean? Yeah. Liberty to do what? Yeah. To exactly. What, what is religious, yeah. religious liberty? Who defines the neutral um, space? Um, Who defines the, the uh, parameters uh, of that I, neutral I space? Mean, he uses the word democracy. Yep. Um, frankly, we aren't a democracy or a republic. Right. Um, he later on says we're a republic. What do you mean by that? And says who? Yeah. And um, and what does God think of that? What does Jesus think of that? Um, there, there's there's just not very. It's not very clear. It's it's sort of buzzwords. Yeah. Um, uh, that that maybe get people excited for a political rally. Well, John the Baptist didn't th- believe in the type of religious liberty that he's talking about, yeah. or seems to be talking about, uh, right. because yeah. he was the one who told yeah. the Her, yeah. you can't it, have it, yeah. her in your in this scheme, Owen. Um, is it right for a minister of the gospel to call a magistrate out 
for his immorality. I'm assuming he would say yes. Absolutely, he'd say but, yes. But that's the part where it's like, so you need to define the terms more carefully because when you say in some sense there's this neutral space, how is that not just more of the Enlightenment project that got us to this place? Well, and Because everybody's been saying, leave religion out of this. Leave your religion out of this. This yep. is a neutral space. Yep. This is religious liberty. All the religions have a room here. So does that include the Muslims? Well, yeah. does, does that include Hamas? That's right. Does that include the atheists? Does that include the, the trans? The we, trannies? And by what standard are we going to admit some and exclude others? From that neutral space. And if you say the Bible in any way, shape, or form, well, then welcome to the club. Let's have the conversation. Well, and this is where... He doesn't want to have the conversation, though. No, I don't think he does because you're not going to... This right here, this is atrocious. This is why this he is, doesn't want to have the conversation. This is, this he is, wants to talk to you and not with you. This is, this is one of those things where it's like, this will not pass mustard in the current conversation but saying these things just yeah. generally like this mm, yeah. and they're, they're not they're not at all online and so i'm trying to figure out like you said let's get some definitions because I, i'm going to put it really simply when you say religious liberty like you were saying pastor can the muslim call to prayer be proclaimed in your country of religious liberty can it be out in the public mm. arena does everybody right. get is the that same? a neutral action and, and the question is why or why not right why right. or why not yeah and like by what standard? If, if, if Jesus is Lord, right? If Caesar again, who gets to define what is neutral and the if, parameters of what is neutral? Exactly. If C, exactly. He, he said earlier, he said believes globalism is bad, um, and I'm I'm like okay, that, well, and that's question. If Caesar decides to say we're going to go globalistic, right. he's rendering to him what's him, right? What's his? Right. Why? How do you stop it? And as soon as you open your Bible to tell me why it's wrong or right, yep. you just move into a theonomic general equity position. That's right. You can't ex, you can't yeah. escape it. But those conversations aren't the ones that people read because. They're afraid to. Right. to and, and, that's just... and, the, and the reason why I have s such um, respect for Stephen Wolf is because yes. he's gone on the record. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean I agree with every last suggestion he's made, but he's gone on the record. He said, here's what I think it means yep. that yep. Jesus is Lord of the public square. Yep. Here's what I believe it means yep. um, uh, that, that, um, that we are, that, the, the, the civil government is established by God. Here's what I believe a society is supposed to be uh, formulated out of. Now, you're free to disagree, and I think there's places where I do. Mm -hmm. Yes, but, 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 he's, he's, to... but he's on record, and he's and he's trying to define his terms. He's trying to explain why he believes what he believes, and you can actually have that conversation, and he's willing to have that conversation. Yeah, it, I just want to say this, and I'm going to I'm going to stop because there's a lot more I could yeah. say on this. But I we got, go. we got, I know you got to go here in a second. But one of the things we really need to be careful for in this conversation is not to carry water for idols. That's right. When we're talking about a form of religious liberty right. that doesn't have Christianity being supreme in the way that government flows, yeah. what we're doing is creating room for idolatry to re, to reign supreme. That's right. And because, God hates idolatry. And God is not going to share right. His glory with idols right and so people just so you know god will write ichabod on your nation when you start allowing idolatry right to reign right and that's what's happening to america we are not dealing with idols very well right right and every there's different spheres and governments that deal with it in different ways right and so we yeah. can talk about we can have that right. conversation so right. not just one way but you need all those governments the family government the church government the, the civil government right the um, uh, personal government we deal with those in all those different governments it's not just one place right let's have the conversation but be careful not to be carrying water for idols while you're insulting your brothers Ooh. yeah all right so, well all, all right. that to say is like prodigalamerica.com Yep. You got to come to our conference. 2024. Prodigal America. Where does America need to repent? Reformation Day. We have, as you see, with, with, with this kind of thinking, we have so much baggage we need to untangle in, our, in our Christian thinking here in America.
And that's what prodigal America hopefully yeah. will address. Yeah. Where does America need to repent? And yep. repentance is the path to see clearly. And, and, and repentance is the path to seeing no neutrality because it's impossible. Yeah, it's no neutrality. We're supposed no to have one more clip from Joe, but we can't. So Sorry, you have to Joe. go and watch that inside Joe the club Rigney. portal. So, good. so go get go go download the fight the pub TV app, the pub app. Get inside of there. There's so many great things inside the pub. Um, we're so grateful to our club members that have allowed us to be able to create the conference, yeah. the pub. Yeah. God and is, our corporate partners. And our, I mean, corporate, our corporate partners. partners my yeah. goodness. Yeah. 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 Samaritan Ministries in particular. Oh, yes. I didn't read your ad, but go check out Samaritan Ministries. Yeah. Mm. All right. So if you're single, get married. If you're married, have you some kids. If you have kids, go baptize them. Until next time, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast. This Hi, I'm Luke Ritchie. Wrong timeline. Okay, that's better. Time travel mechanics can get a little bit tricky. I'm Luke Ritchie, Chief Visionary Officer of Gravity Jack. In 2009, we founded Gravity Jack and essentially patented AR. What I'm about to tell you about is a vision that was 14 years in the making. War Tribe of Vinyaman. This is a game that feels so real, it might be. It's a genre-defining game for AR and mobile and the Apple Vision Pro. We've integrated artificial intelligence, not just into the characters in the game, but actually in the business model of War Tribe. So I love augmented reality games. They're one of my favorites. Uh, but the problem is, it seems like they've added AR as an afterthought into the game. What if you sat down for 14 years and planned the entire thing around augmented reality? Games make a ton of money, and typically that money doesn't end up in the pocket of the players. We intend to change that. Lastly, and this is important, half the world has never and never will be targeted by big tech for an AI natural language processing engine. We're definitely going to change that. War Tribe of Binyamin has gameplay like you've never seen before. We have portals opening everywhere, we have holographic communication, but what's really cool too is the world of 2133 is accurately geo-overlaid on the world of today. We're laser focused on ROI for our shareholders, which is you. One of the things we're doing that's super unique that's never been done before is taking 10% of in-game revenue monthly and giving it off as a dividend. The other co-founders and myself started Gravity Jack in 2009, but in 2007 we'd actually sold our company to a gaming company. We've hired the best of the best in terms of game development. Our director of development, product designer, are all veterans in the gaming space. Uh, and not only that, we're going after a market that's gigantic. We're combining four huge major markets, artificial intelligence, augmented reality, translation, and gaming, uh, all for a combined market value of 1.85 trillion. Our incredible history has led us to be experts in mobile development, augmented reality, AI, gaming, and computer vision. It's been a wild ride here at Gravity Jack. A benefit to being so early on in augmented reality has led to a robust patent portfolio with active revenue and more to come. We've had the privilege of working with clients such as Oscar Mayer, Kraft, Lincoln, Samsung, T-Mobile. We've also worked on non-lethal Department of Defense contracts as well. We were a reference developer for Meta on the Oculus 2 directly, creating a game where other developers look to our source code for best practices. Early on in Gravity Jack's history, we did a game for Double Down Casino, and at the end of that contract, it was grossing 35 million a month. Our robust history has led us to be experts in augmented reality, AI, gaming, computer vision, and mobile development.
play to earn opportunities for the impoverished, create an AI language model for unreached people groups, allowing us to have an eventual monopoly on speaking to half the planet. Our focus is shareholder dividends immediately after the game and into the future to create a game that's going to blow the world's minds. And we're pulling people out of poverty and into productivity. So what's the ask? Join the Binyamin. Not again!